Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Michaela. And this is Let's, Let's Talk, talk about, about It. it. <laughs> Where we talk about all of your favorite women love women movies. Yep. <laughs> A movie that we watched recently um, that had such good reviews and we had such high hopes for it because... <sighs> Barely ever happens. A hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Unheard of is A Secret Love on Netflix. It came out in 2020, and these two women that have been in a relationship and have been keeping it a secret from their closest family um, for over seven decades. So obviously these women are older and... Um, their families are sort of hurt that they've been keeping this a secret and it just follows them along for the past like a few years on the journey of their family's discovery with their relationship which is what the whole movie is about they met we have to talk about too that they um met like during like women's baseball yeah which is incredible yeah which was in the 40s. That's yeah. when they met, and they've been together since then. Yeah, which there's all this incredible history and even photographic evidence and journalistic evidence of their relationship, aside from, obviously, their being them being alive during the movie. Um, there's all this amazing, like, physical evidence of their relationship, which is incredible given the fact that it was during the 40s. It was, like extremely like uncommon for people to document these types of relationships and they're kind of just depicted as it's like the movie just makes it seem like it's not a big deal like the big deal is that they kept it a secret (laughs) not that they were in love for almost their entire lives and now they're in their 70s and they are or not they're in their 80s yeah and they were together for 65 and a half years yeah so they had this amazing love story and it was in a time where that was just unheard of you couldn't just decide to live with another woman and like not get married to a man and not have children and like they were going against all these societal norms in order to preserve their love and they fell in love and they were obviously very happy together but the movie's central theme is the fact that they kept it a secret (laughs) as if the family was owed some type of explanation and was owed some type of like honestly it felt like they felt like they were owed some type of reparation for being kept out of the loop of this relationship Mm -hmm. and it was it was incredibly disheartening to watch and especially because of all the positive reception that it had gotten prior to like us sitting down to watch it it just felt like a slap in the face like this is what you value when you talk about like women love women relationships it's like their transparency like it's not a valid it's not a valid relationship unless they're transparent about it unless they're they make you feel comfortable over the past 60 years that they've been together and like make you know that yeah this person's important to me then or otherwise it's just like basically it's nothing it's friendship in their eyes i also 
want to point out to oh no i don't remember because you talked for so long i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> sorry oh that's the it was directed by chris bolin who is terry one of the women's um nephews right yeah and who is i'm assuming is a straight guy i mean by the looks of the movie i would assume yes and then the it was produced by like namely ryan murphy there were like two yeah. other ones but like he's the one that you would know who is a gay man yeah and i feel like they just didn't really like the whole movie is literally just diana bolin who is terry's niece mm-hmm. like saying like like basically like painting pat as like this asshole yeah who's kept terry away from them because like they live where do they live they live in canada like terry's yeah. family lives in canada but they live like somewhere else they live in the u.s i think it's yeah. like near dc it okay. could be wrong but and so the whole movie is just diana crying and like painting terry or no pat is this like dick who kept terry away from her family all these years as if terry didn't have a mind of her own yeah as if like terry couldn't make her own decisions like they made pat seem like so controlling and like such an asshole and she really wasn't like like pat's brother like stopped talking to them like after like she told him that they were in a relationship and he was like bye like just like straight up stop so like can you really blame them for not wanting to be around their family like because even in the movie they were like oh it's a secret i mean i'm not like happy about it but like it's like it's like the way that it is yeah like who wants that who wants like bare minimum tolerance from their family like nobody wants to feel like they are not accepted by their families. Nobody wants that. As much as people want to say that it's just a sensitivity issue or that you just, you know, you just accept what life gives you, but like to feel like you're one of those things that people just have to deal with mm-hmm. is not a good feeling at all. And the entire movie is just first of all undermining Terry's autonomy because they constantly make it seem like terry has no mind of her own and she just sorry it's okay. can i also just say that like they had like a group of like gay friends exactly. like they had a what's that called a chosen family yeah they had a chosen family who they obviously liked being around yeah. more than their actual family so it's not fair to blame terry or Pat yeah. for all of this like they honestly if i were to like like be sitting in a 12th grade english class and have to name the antagonist the protagonist and like all that they made pat out to be the antagonist and made them like the family out to be the victims of the antagonist and terry out to be a protagonist Mm -hmm. it was like the weirdest framing of a love story that i have honestly ever seen Mm -hmm. and it just it didn't and then on top of that, let's talk about the uh, whole, like, uh, being placed in nursing in a nursing home mm-hmm. and how they made it seem like Pat didn't care about Terry's well-being mm-hmm. because she didn't want to leave their home that mm-hmm. has been a safe haven for over 60 years. They made her seem like she was being selfish and didn't care about Terry's well-being, which, which that wasn't it at all. Like, they've been together probably, like, almost every single day for 65 and a half years. I, f- like, I just feel like 
that Pat probably knows what's best for Terry. Yeah. Like, you can't... Diana can't say, oh, she's my family. I know what's best for her. When, like, Pat and Terry have been together for 60... That's, like, an entire lifetime. They literally are each other's family. Yeah. So to undermine Pat's value in Terry's life by saying that she doesn't know what's best for her wife, Mm -hmm. basically, is... It's wrong on so many levels, and it also perpetuates this idea that women can't keep women safe, that they need somebody else to intervene and keep them safe. Mm -hmm. And I understand that there are health issues that come along with old age, and that's a completely completely different conversation than what was going on, because it was was essentially just, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. And because you're also an old woman, you cannot care for anybody, including yourself, so please let me do the job of being her niece, not even her daughter, Mm -hmm. being her niece and taking her into care that I believe is right, because, again, your opinion isn't really valuable. Mm Mm-hmm. And then also the whole debacle with money, with them feeling entitled to know how much money Yeah, I forgot about that. It's, it's actually, it's crazy because you would never, in a heteronormative society, go to your aunt and uncle's house and demand that your uncle, through marriage, tell you how much money he has in his bank account. Mm-hmm. That would absolutely never happen. But and because, then, sorry. No, go ahead. But because Pat is a woman, they decided that it was okay to, to be upset about the fact that Pat had however much money she had in her account and didn't share it with them. Even yeah. though she shared it with Terry, her mm-hmm. partner. But it was a problem that she didn't share with Terry's family because they felt deceived once again by the lack of transparency of this couple's relationship. I feel like it has to be so hard for Terry to, like, because she's put in this, like, uncomfortable position of, like, her partner of, like, for fucking ever and also her family, who obviously she loves dearly. And she's kind of, like, put in the middle and it's, like, like, it kind of feels like Diana's, like, making her choose. Like, yeah, you she either is. have to come with us or, like, you can be with, like, Pat. But, like, you can't. Like, it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, you're worried about her health issues, but, like, you're not worried about, like, how she is. Like, you're probably contributing to those health issues. Yeah. You're stressing her the fuck out and you need to back off. It's ridiculous. And then the whole issue about them like putting her chosen family on this like other basically like oh thanks for taking my place while I was you know (laughs) kind of being problematic and um and I'm glad that you were there but like remember that like know your place like I'm here now and I come first and we have to do everything that I want to do because basically she was born into my family and even though my family wasn't the nicest to her she has to choose us over everybody else who showed her the least bit of respect when we could not do that mm-hmm. because that's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Which is an insane argument to use about against somebody who was gay in the 40s. That's just the way that it is. <laughs> they know for a fact that things are not the way they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like something isn't catering to your needs and what you feel you need to be happy then you do something about it you hide your relationship from your family if you have to because that's what's going to make you happy and 
it just seems so condescending and like entitled for them to assume that they would leave their friends who have been their family for years in order to make them happy like you're not what's most important to them Mm -hmm. and that's fine and if you really loved them and and unconditionally wanted them to be happy then you would understand that and you would know hey we haven't been there for you and you didn't feel comfortable telling us this huge part of your life maybe we contributed to the reason that you didn't want to tell us maybe we should just do what you tell us makes you happy not the other way around which nobody asked her exactly what would make her happy the whole movie i feel like is between pat and diana and them having some kind of rivalry exactly but no one asked pat what she wanted you mean terry oh terry yeah no one asked terry which i don't remember that like all throughout the movie her being like i want to do this or i want to do this she was kind of just like letting them just like do whatever they want and like have the two of them fight it out and she's like i'll just do whatever you guys do yeah which is so sad because it's like again that she's put in that uncomfortable she doesn't want to like stir the pot with either one because obviously they're both important to her so she's just letting it happen she's just gonna go with whatever like is decided. decided yeah which is going back to, like, her family not believing that she has any sense of autonomy. Like, not mm-hmm. even bothering to ask, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay here with Pat, you know? Like, or do you want to go back with us? And just asking her a simple question mm-hmm. would have solved a lot of their issues. But mm-hmm. instead, they overlooked her. Yeah. Just like they did when they blamed Pat for her not visiting their house. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh... Pat must have told her not to come visit. Like, have you ever considered the fact that she didn't want to come visit you? That even if she wasn't, even if she hadn't been with Pat, she wouldn't have gone to visit (laughs) you because she would have probably met another woman Mm -hmm. who would have made her realize that she was going to be with a woman for the rest of her life and her family has made it very clear that they would not support that. Because mm-hmm. in in the movie, she was like, like, if I had told my mom, she would have disowned me. Yeah. So, like, that shows you what kind of, like, household they grew up in. That means that, I mean, they grew up in a small town, like, on a farm. Yeah. And you know that mentality is generational. Yeah. So I'm sure her siblings had similar feelings about like gay people than their mom did yeah and it's like it's like known like widely known that people use their own experiences to universally think for the world so if you've never been around a gay person or had a gay person in your life that was close to you you're going to believe what everybody else tells you about gay people because people believe their own experiences as universal and if her family believed their own experiences as universal then it's obvious that they wouldn't have accepted. Aside from the fact that she t- she blatantly said that they would have disowned her, mm-hmm. but I think I think that speaks to just even modern day uh, relationships between gay children and their parents, where a lot of the times, when at least from what I've heard and my own personal experience, when uh, gay children come out and whether it have been like later in life or even just when you're 18 uh parents have have had this reaction where they're like i don't understand why you didn't tell me i (laughs) i'm confused why you felt like i wouldn't accept you and it's like baffling 
because it's like we have been living in the same house for all this time and you don't even see it you don't even see what you've done or what you've said like, like i can think off the top of my head three things that you've said that would have made me scared to come out and those are the only ones that i can think of yeah and like it's it's also it's crazy like in the movie where her family is also saying like i i don't understand why they kept it from us you know like it's like we would have been fine like it's not a big deal basically what they're saying but then they're also reinforcing all these heteronormative ideas of this is what a relationship should look like there should be somebody who's a protector and somebody taking care of the other person namely it should be like somebody taking care of terry because terry's the woman that's what they get at the entire time pat's like pictured as this aggressive like overbearing controlling person which is stereotypically the man in a relationship but they don't think she does a good job at it because she doesn't protect terry from whatever it is that terry needs protection from and are surprised that they that they kept it which let's talk about the power of denial here they have an aunt who lived in the united states with another woman for 60 plus years never married a guy never brought a guy <laughs> home never talked about a guy never no, had any had, like, children a boyfriend oh before she met pat she yeah. had a boyfriend they yeah. both had boyfriends when they met yeah but after that when they were 19 after that <laughs> there was never a mention of a guy never dated nothing just lived with this woman who's also a quote single woman and brought her home. They knew them. This is a quote from the movie. They were just always our anti-Terry and anti-Pat. <laughs> and never once did it occur to them that these two women were in a relationship. And then they questioned why they weren't told. Yeah. You see what you want to see. And if you, in that situation, didn't see two women who could possibly be in a relationship, that means that you were so far deep inside your own ideology of what relationships should look like that you didn't make it a welcoming space for people to tell you Mm -hmm. i just it could have been such an amazing movie about like what like becoming an adult and like being an adult and growing old like as a gay couple like during a time when it was like basically illegal to be gay yeah it could and there's like so much historical context of people were literally alive it could have been a story of their relationship which is what i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be a story about like this is what our life was like it was hard we like like got through it yeah we got through it like here are like a bunch of stories from our past that like were crazy and like i hope that this like helps like young gay couples now like i hope that it helps them like know that it gets better and that like it can last forever and stuff yeah like that. and it just turned out to be a movie that was just honestly i really disliked it yeah <laughs> it was like like it wasn't a romance love story at all it was honestly seemed like some type of vendetta like they felt <laughs> like the movie was made in a tone that just made it seem like somebody was angry yeah somebody was angry and it seemed like the anger was directed towards pat yeah because they felt resentful that pat kept terry away from their family and it it just like you're you're meant to victimize the family the the center of this story is the family which i don't understand 
I feel like it's it's honestly it's bordering on queer baby even though it is about a queer couple it doesn't speak about their love in any way other yeah. than a controlling manner mm-hmm. and it's like if you were to see a heterosexual couple that has been together for 60 plus years mm-hmm. and like has persevered whatever it is like let's say an interracial couple Mm -hmm. they've been together for 60 plus years your initial reaction would be wow that's beautiful yeah not oh well did the um did they go visit their family like (laughs) while they were together did they make sure to include their nieces and nephews because i can see how that would hurt them like Mm -hmm. that's not what you focus on you focus on the like the beauty of the fact that they maintained this relationship and were happy and like it's just it's so obviously a lesbian love story written from the perspective of a straight person Mm -hmm. that it just doesn't even capture the intensity of the love that two women can have between each other like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's more so like oh cute you know like (laughs) wow that's that's cool that they were able to do that but it's not like wow these people really love each other they were willing to wit to risk all of this and like like persevere through possibly losing the most important people to them because obviously your family is like super important to you mm-hmm. in order to be with each other like that's incredible that's like so brave and should be like like it should be applauded honestly like Mm -hmm. the fact that they were able to do that but instead it's more so like yeah it's cute that they were together and stuff but you know like uh what about us (laughs) like i feel like you kind of blocked us off and that's like not cool like that's like what the movie was and it's so sad and especially because of all the historical evidence that they have and like that it's like so heartbreaking to see even today how misunderstood and misrepresented lesbian love is Mm -hmm. and people just don't get it they just don't grasp how intense it is Mm -hmm. and like those people are like getting old they're passing away like terry like passed away right Oh, we yeah. should probably put a spoilers. Oh, shit. Uh, we talked a lot about spoilers <laughs> in the movie, but... Um, but, like, you're not going to be able to find people who are alive who have stories like that for much longer. Yeah. Because they're getting old. They're, like, they're not going to be around much longer. And so now is, like, like, you need those stories to be like lived on yeah and then it's even more special when it's lived on by the people who experienced it like first-hand accounts yeah and soon that's like not gonna be able to be a thing anymore because we're all gonna be dead yeah (laughs) and then also let's talk about the director and the producers i don't know the full list of producers um but ryan murphy obviously a very popular um producer and just person in hollywood a very popular name glee uh american American horror Horror story Story. all like shows that we act like we love (laughs) um but it is a problem that i know that i've noticed uh in his work that he does not know how to like capture lesbian relationships he doesn't like in glee 
Kurt and Blaine got this amazing love story. They yeah. they did end up married just like Santana and Britney, but there is a huge difference in their love. Santana and Britney first were written as a fling. Yep. They were written as like, oh, two besties who like to like <laughs> scissor. And haha, we also like to have boyfriends because it's just fun scissoring. It's not emotional sex or anything yeah. attached to anything other than just a sexual relationship and friendship. Yeah. And then Kurt and Blaine got this coming out like like story arc that spanned over the like entirety of the show. And they were very obviously in love, very obviously like a great couple and had actual relationship problems. And they were just like actually a real relationship like they were captured in the same way that you would expect a straight relationship to be captured mm-hmm. but then you have Santana and Brittany who are just like oh haha yeah we're in love haha actually no we're not because I like boys and haha actually um we're just friends and we like to have sex because I like sex with anybody that possibly could have sex and um it's not serious and then from one day to the next they're like actually i'm like deeply in love with you and i don't want to be with anybody else and let's get married yeah and it's like that's not how relationships work at all straight gay doesn't matter that's not how they work Mm -hmm. and you're they're portrayed in such a superficial like way like it's like that's how like like women love women relationships don't get any deeper than that and mm-hmm. actually that's farther from the truth like like it's actually been studies have shown that lesbian relationships go a lot deeper than almost any other relationships <laughs> on the planet um and it's just like like obviously he doesn't know which i'm not blaming him for but he doesn't know how to depict yeah women in love yeah and i don't think he was the right person to <laughs> produce this movie honestly yeah there could have been several other women lesbian producers. Yeah. That could have helped out a little bit. Yeah. Like, and I just, I feel like this movie was viewed by straight people. It was, I yeah. don't know how, like, you could be a lesbian, or at least by just, any, like, a woman who loves women. Yeah. Who can be, like... Oh, that was so sweet. That was such a sweet movie. Yeah, and also (laughs) even my mom, a straight woman, my mom called us and asked if we had watched the movie because it was recommended to her on Netflix. And we were like, no, uh, but we really want to watch it. And she was like, "Um, it's good. I mean, it made me cry, but I don't think they did a good job at showing their relationship. Even a straight woman who, before I came out, honestly had no understanding. (laughs) Not in a bad way, but really didn't really understand, like, women love women relationships. She even saw that that was not a good depiction of a relationship. It was really focused on the wrong things. Yeah. And I feel like even if she could, like, if she could notice that, then it's very hard for me to believe that the people rating this movie and the people giving it such positive reception have any idea what two women in love are actually like yeah i don't know if i have anything else to say <laughs> overall should we rate it should we okay. do like a yeah. scale yeah should we do gold stars uh should we do a scale of five or a scale yeah, okay we'll do five. i give it a two That's be- what I was gonna because <laughs> uh i like that it did talk about the existence of lesbian or women love women relationships within that time frame. Mm -hmm. I like that they were together all that time, and it's something that 
we had never heard of.、Mm-hmm. I like that they finally talked about the fact that the movie,、uh, the American League, what was it? A League、oh. of Their Own. Yeah.、Uh, finally talked about the queer like, association with、mm-hmm. that film because I had watched that film in high school and automatically assumed that they had some queer association, but it wasn't talked about. Yeah. Um, and I like genuinely, I wish I had been able to know, like, have known more about their relationship, but I'm glad that it was at least brought to my attention.、Yeah. But other than that, the movie was poorly done and、uh, from a heterosexual or heteronormative lens of a lesbian relationship, and I was severely disappointed with it. I feel like I want to look up to just double check that Chris Bolin is actually straight. Even if he isn't straight, that's not really what I'm getting at. I'm honestly I'm getting at the heteronormative lens of a lesbian relationship. It's not necessarily from, like, how do I explain this? You can, like, me personally, before I was engulfed in queer culture, I probably would have had some connotations about women love women relationships that weren't accurate simply because of the lens that the media portrays them in. Does that make sense? So, I as a gay woman could have a heteronormative lens of a lesbian relationship had I not already been in one.、Mm-hmm. There are stereotypes that come along with it, and I feel like this movie perpetuates the stereotypes. Even if he is a gay man or like whatever he identifies as, he's viewing it and directing this movie through a heteronormative lens. This、um, article, hold on, it's on Wikipedia. But it said. <laughs> Someone from.、Uh, an article was written by Shannon Keating on BuzzFeed, and she wrote that it is insidious. Ho- oh, wait, she said insidious homophobia is baked into this very telling of their story. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I saw on Wikipedia said、um, Netflix's new lesbian documentary is a straight take. On queer love. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's actually a perfect way to describe the movie. A、mm-hmm. straight take on queer love.、Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just disappointing, honestly.、Yeah. That's what it is.、Mm-hmm. I was like really disappointed. Yeah. I also give it a two. Yeah. I was really excited to hear about what it was like to grow up as a lesbian couple in the 40s and the 50s、exactly. and the 60s and the 70s、yeah. and the 80s. <laughs> like, And we actually left the movie knowing absolutely nothing about it. Like,、mm-hmm. just that it was hard, which、yeah. is pretty much common knowledge. Like, yeah, everyone knows that you couldn't be gay in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, two out of five. So, watch it if you have the time, but it's not. I wouldn't recommend it to a straight person who I wanted to see, like, here's what it's like to be gay. No. No. I wouldn't recommend it at all.、Mm-hmm. I think it honestly paints a bad picture. So, yeah. Okay, thank you for listening.、Uh, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need like a, a send off. Okay. Join us next week when we talk about But I'm a Cheerleader. That's a classic. So you're going to want to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>